Hey guys, and welcome to the first audio slash video snippet of the Inspired Content Creators Collective. And I'm really excited about this one, and I'm doing it a little differently, because honestly, I picture a lot of these being audio snippets, just because they can sometimes be easier. Um, but I wanted you guys to have the actual slide deck, kind of like little notes that you can take with you, because I'm going to be talking about 10 different tips. And another reason where a lot of these will be audio is that I'm going to have a Hello Audio private podcast feed. I say podcast, but it's a, I don't have a podcast, but it's a private feed for you guys to listen to all these. And you can do this with the video content too, so I'll be adding this first one so that you can listen to this if that is easier for you to do if you want to be doing something else. So this one too is a little more complicated, So, and I think it's a problem that we all deal with a lot. So it's how to create content faster. And basically, I'm going to help you streamline your content creation process with these quick tips. And so I'm going to dive on in. First of all, I want to start with why it's important to be able to create content fast. And as all of you know, because you're in this membership, that content creation is essential for many online businesses. As it establishes your credibility, your expertise, it helps you solve your audience's problems. But we all know that our lives are busy and fast paced. Most of us, you know, have families, friends, different things, activities that we're doing. Um, and so, and you may even be working a nine to five still, which means that your time is even more precious and you have even less time. So creating content consistently is often a problem for most content creators, but we're going to fix that with these quick tips here because they're going to help you create high quality content faster without working even more or being chained to your desk while everybody else does all the fun stuff. So some of these may seem like a given, but I, I cover these a lot as you'll tell, as you'll be able to tell. The first one is know your audience well. And I think a lot of us feel sometimes like we know our audience well, but in reality, you may be creating content that you think that they want, not necessarily what they need or what they actually want. And if you take the time to get to know your audience, it prevents you from wasting time creating content that they're not interested in and that doesn't help you achieve your business goals. So you really want to decide the topics that are important to them, you know, answer the questions with your content that they have, solve their problems. You want to really dig into your people. And I like to say get to know them intimately like a stalker, but like the good kind of stalker. <laughs> so that's why I want you to, it never hurts to sit back, do some research, and just make sure that you're on the right track, especially if you're brand new. If you're experienced and you kind of basically know what your people want, then that's great. That's wonderful. Then keep doing what you're doing, but I feel like 50% of the time, a lot of us don't actually, are not actually creating the content our audience wants and needs, and therefore it makes our jobs much more difficult as content creators. And then, minimize distraction. Now, if you work at home, and you have kids and family that lives with you, then this could be a huge deal. Like, I'm actually... I don't know if I consider myself lucky. I don't know if I should say it that way, but I have a cat. I don't have kids or a husband or anything like that. So I basically have quiet all the time, but I know that that is not the norm for most people. So 
try to create a distraction-free environment, like try to have a designated work area that is separated from everybody else, uh, even if it's just in a bedroom or something. You know, tell your family not to bother you unless it's an emergency, like the house is burning down, because especially in the summer, I know kids are popular for like banging on the door, like, hey mom, I need to do this. Hey mom, can you do this? And that will really break your concentration. And use tools like Rescue Time and Stay Focused that block access to websites and apps that may distract you. Um, I know a lot of us talk about we'll go into social media to do some research and the next thing you know you're lost in the feed like Facebook or something and a half an hour has passed and you haven't gotten any work done. So I actually practiced with uh, Stay Focused and it's actually really funny because it will not let you go. Like you type in like say Facebook for instance and you say limit yourself 30 minutes and it'll give you parameters to set and it will not let you go to those websites so that you don't waste time. So if you feel like that's an issue that you deal with, like use technology to prevent you from going there. And then turn off notifications, like turn off those game notifications, turn off social media notifications, the email notifications. I know when I first started my biz, every time the email would ding, I'd run over to check it, you know, and that's just not effective. It's going to break your concentration. And I, feel like research says it takes you like 20 or more minutes to actually regain focus every time that you are interrupted so you can see that really cuts into your productivity and then plan an outline your content so as somebody who was not I didn't use outlines at all in high school in college I actually didn't even use them in my master's degree until I had to do my master's thesis and then I kind of had to but when it comes to content especially blog posts like you can do this for all your content but like those longer content like blog posts this is really important because first of all you're likely you have a keyword or a question or something that you're trying to cover thoroughly for both Google and your audience so that you cover it so that like your audience doesn't have to bounce off and go to another article to get the full picture and so writing an outline makes sure that you don't forget anything. It also helps you structure your blog post for SEO and, you know, make sure you have the right headings. It helps you break up your content to make sure it's easily readable. There's just a lot of reasons for it. So, you know, what, think about what is your content about? What is the important information that people need to know to understand it thoroughly? And then sit down and create an outline. And when I talk about batching later, this is something that you can do in batches. Like if you know, like I plan my content out far in advance, I can sit down and write, you know, batch out five to 10 blog post outlines. And then you're saving time by focusing on that one main part of the task because um, you're not bouncing between different areas. Or you can even do a mind map. There's... Um, I think Whimsical is the one that I use sometimes because I actually have to draw a map for my sales funnels because they can get a little bit tricky. But anything that you can do to organize your thoughts, um, I suggest you do. So, And also planning your content. I know planning content can be a lot more difficult, but when you know your audience and you niche down like we're about to talk about next, then it makes it a whole lot easier and you basically rotate through the same pillars of content so like content pillars are basically the topics that um interest your audience or that you teach about they're like the main things like for instance if you 
I don't know, if you have a mom blog, you could have like family and holidays and maybe keeping your house organized or something like that. Those may be your main content pillars that you write about. So if you plan in advance, like use Trello or something like that, where you can plan out your content and then do your outlines in advance too, it just streamlines the whole process and makes it easier for you to do things quickly. I mean, content planning has been the key to my success—excuse me, to my success—because, for example, because I'm able to plan out my content so far in advance, I was able to write my Black Friday emails like six weeks ahead of time, which the year before that was definitely not the case. So, planning and outlining your content can save you a lot of time. And I say niche down. I know this is very unpopular, and. I can tell you there have been multiple times in my past where I thought I was niched down. My original website was freelance writing and blogging, but those are actually two different audiences. Not everybody that's a blogger wants to be a writer, and not everybody that's a freelance writer wants to be a blogger. So while those are much more tightly niched than other people's blogs that I see, um, it still had different audiences. And then I niched down even further to talk mostly about content creation in general. And let me tell you, creating content for me has been so much easier. It's because you have that tight group of topics that your audience is interested in. And when you focus on their needs and wants, you know exactly the topics to cover and the types of content to create. Because, you know, if you know your audience well, you may know that like they like listening to podcasts or they like long form blog posts or they would rather read shorter posts or, you know, they like videos, which all of us should be creating video. I mean, I know that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, but video, just about every platform video is popular on. So, but once you know your audience and once you niche down, I'm telling you that has helped me create content even faster in itself. Even if I just niched down and didn't do anything else, um, so it's pretty important, and it also is going to help Google understand what your website is about if you have a blog. So if you're writing about, I don't know, Instapot recipes and um, organizing your house, which some of these can go all together, but also blogging on there and um, I'm trying to think off the cuff maybe working from home to make money. I mean, all of these different topics have different audiences and it's going to confuse Google with what you're actually an expert in. And while you can rank and do fine, it's just going to take you longer. So I recommend everybody really consider A, if they're niched down, B, if they're niched down enough. Like, just think about it. And that will make your content creation much easier. And nobody says, you know, that you have to stay with like one tight topic forever. You can add as time goes on. Or if you don't like the niche you pick, nothing is forever. You can always change it. So don't ever be afraid of that. And then use a project management tool to plan and track your progress. So along with, you know, your content planning, I'll go out here and show you exactly what I use and what I give my, my students in Content Planning 101, but using a project management tool like Asana or a Trello, I can't speak today, or Trello can help you organize everything 
which saves a ton of time because you're not looking around for everything that you need. And it can also help you keep on track um, on your deadlines. So if you actually, like in Trello, you know, if you create a different card for each one of your blog posts and you have a content schedule, you can see if you're on schedule to meet that or if an emergency came up and you're going to have to ditch that blog post for the week, you know, it just really helps you manage everything and stay on track. So let me go out of here and I'll show you. This is, and what I do, this is my content planning board. And what I basically do is I go through here, and as you can see, I have posts. I have posts all the way to December. Some of these are based on holidays and what's coming up. And then as I finalize my promotional calendar, um, I'll start adding in. And so the reason why I like this and I teach using this Trello board is because you can move things around. Like if something changes, you know, like, I ended up switching the launch of my Content Planning 101 to May because I ended up launching the membership in April and I wanted to focus on that so I can just easily flip things around like, oh, I'll come over here and move that. So that's this is what I use and then I'll come in here and add the bundles that I'm doing and then the content that I create is around my promotions and things and holidays. Like some of these are based, you know, like, um, I think I have some blog posts on um, fall content ideas. Here's one. So, you know, you want to try to get those out ahead of the holidays as they're coming up or as the, the seasons or the time of the year that's coming up. So this is what I do that makes my life easier. And then if you go in here, like I have different, if you actually assign this a date, like it has a date that it starts on June 12th then you'll be able to tell if you're on target to reach these things and if you need to reassess and move some things around. And <clears throat> I'm not going to go a lot into repurposing your content just because you have access to that whole course on it. But I'm telling you, remixing and reusing the content that you already have will save you a lot of time. And my biggest tip is to create a content library of all the social media posts and things that you publish. I don't say blog posts as much only because you have like a whole content repository in WordPress or you can easily create a spreadsheet. It's a little bit harder if you're doing a lot of social media posts to keep up with what you've published. So like with Trello, I connect it to Zapier and I have a Zap created that every time I publish something on Facebook it gets sent to and I'll show you this it gets sent to Trello to my content library I think my computer's being overworked today bless its heart okay so see as you can tell with Instagram all of my posts are showing up here and this has the hashtags that I used and it has the the caption now I can't take credit for this little trick because I learned it from Kim Jimenez who's like an amazing um, online expert I mean online business owner that talks a lot about content creation too and so this was something that was in one of the courses that I bought from her several years ago. And I love it. And I, I use it all the time now. Um, I do the same with my tweets. The tweets will show up over here. Um, 
the hashtags I use, the captions, all of that. So later down the road, you can go through here and be like, oh, I have all this stuff to pull. I mean, look at all this stuff you have to pull from. And you don't want to just throw it back out there. You want to put some thought into this and like strategically pick the ones that did the best. But a lot of these topics I'll be talking about over and over and over again. And I can use these six months or a year down the later and just tweak them a little bit. And you have a whole new social media post. So that is one of my favorite things. Like I feel like Trello has just made my life so much easier. <laughs> I just can't say enough about Trello. And I hope everybody can find their project management tool because we're going to talk about that. I think it might be the next slide too about finding the right project management tool. So anyway, if you use it, create your own content library, then you always have a copy of your social media posts that you can go back to from. And really go check out the course because I even talk about breaking up blog posts into like 30 or 40 social media posts. Like really, I, I invite you to dive into the content repurposing formula course that you got access to. And then of course, using templates and tools to make your life easier. My business runs on tools and templates. I think just about everybody does. The key is choosing the right tools for you. Um, like for instance, I use Grammarly on everything and it is a lifesaver because while I'm a prolific writer I'm not the best with grammar and so Grammarly it does everything it it, it runs I have the Chrome extension so it checks everything everywhere that I write which is amazing but you know think of like Canva templates I used social media templates from the viral marketing stars from Katya Oh my gosh, I forgot her last name. Katja V, I'll call her. Um, anyway, they have these this social media these social media posts that help you focus on five different pieces instead of selling all the time or not. You know, you should be providing like eighty percent value and like twenty percent, you know, converting or promoting something like a freebie or something that you want to make money on. So 80-20 is a really good rule with that. And so with their system, I'm able to use their post to plan out my content and make sure that I always am doing the right amount of, you know, value versus offers. Um, so I, I use social media templates for everything. I have templates, or I use Canva templates for everything. I have templates for my opt-ins. I have templates for eBooks. I have templates for these, um, course slides or this presentation slide like I use them for everything and then Hemingway is a really neat tool too and it's just an example of where it'll actually you can paste your blog post in there and it'll tell you what grade level it reads at and it'll tell you different little tweaks to like less passive voice fewer adverbs all that I don't use it as much and then like a scheduling tool like Publer or Social B or CoSchedule that can help you plan your content in advance because what I do is I sit down and sometimes sometimes it takes me two or three days but I will do I, I post on social media about five times a week and so I will sit down and write four to six weeks of content all at once and then plan it and I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the month or six weeks whatever it is so uh, and you can also, on top of that, if you take the time up front to use like the recurring posts or the recycle function of like Publer, for instance, it will actually repost your blog posts 
and if you it, you can actually put a schedule into Publer and take the time to just go in there and put your blog posts in there and then it'll just recycle through your 20, 40, 50, 100 blog posts that you have and that's always like, you have to excuse me, my Apple Watch seems to like to pick up on things when I'm not talking to it anyway. So, but that's a way that you can really maximize your time, share your blog posts, and maybe every Monday you share one of your blog posts, and then that's something that just happens automatically in the background that once you set it up, you don't have to worry again. I'm not sure I understand. See, there goes Siri again. <laughs> and then batch your content. So batching your content is one of my favorite things to do, and I didn't quite understand how to do it effectively at first, but what batching is, it is basically basically grouping similar tasks together that you can do all at once instead of switching between things that occur in different programs or places. So like if we talk about writing and scheduling a blog post, you're talking about outlining the content, which is kind of a separate thing, than actually writing the content. And then if you're doing social media graphics for it, like Pinterest graphics, you know, your blog post graphics, all that. That's something else that's done in Canva or wherever you do it. So it can really, it will take you longer to do all those things for just that one blog post than when you can sit down and if I know I'm going to be doing social media posts, then I can go ahead and batch in some of my blog posts graphics and do all of my graphics together write all of my social media captions together, write all of my blog post outlines together. Now, the key to batching effectively, and I learned this the hard way, is that planning ahead. You can't batch unless you at least know the content that you're going to do, I'd say for the month at least. You can do it a month at a time and you could sit down on different days. Um, and just write the outlines for your blog post. And just try one or two of these at first. Maybe it's just going to be bashing your social media graphics. I guarantee you, if you sit down to create your 40 or 50 social media graphics for the month all in one setting, then you're going to see how much time it saves you. But this concept can be really hard to get used to if you're still in overwhelm mode and not able to plan ahead. So that's just one key there. But once you learn how to do it, you'll find it's invaluable. It's amazing. That's probably one of my favorite tips for creating content faster. And then there is creating a content schedule that you can stick to to maintain consistency. So this is a big one. I get asked all the time, how often should I be publishing content? And the answer is, as often as you can and still maintain consistency. For some people that might just be three, and we'll say social media, social media posts for instance, for some people that might just be three posts a week, for some it might be seven posts a week. It might be one on every platform, like whatever you can do and stick to it is the key. Same with blog posts, although if you're beginning your content journey, I would not drop below one post a week and that's all I did do the beginning part of my blog journey. I couldn't do more than that but I definitely you definitely don't want to drop below that because Google likes to see you consistency publishing content your audience likes to see it and so you know pick a day 
that you want your blog post to go out on and then do that one a week or whatever it is. If you can do more, that's even better. Until you build up enough content so that it doesn't quite go as unnoticed if you're not publishing. Like now I only publish like every two weeks or something like that just because I have so much going on. So that's the key. Just sit down and choose a number and, and don't let this, don't overthink this because I know a lot of people can get stuck in that. And if you find, it's, say you decide you're going to do five social media posts for four platforms a week, and if that gets overwhelming, then back off, back to three or four. Like, these are going to take some, it's going to take some time to tweak your processes, and I just say start little and work your way up. Don't start with ten posts every day, you know, for ten different platforms because it's going to wear you out. So, and you also, on that note too, one thing that's going to help is only showing up where your audience is. And that's key because I know a lot of us want to be everywhere, but there's no use publishing content for people on like LinkedIn if you do crafting or something because no offense, your people are most likely not going to be on LinkedIn as an example. So that's my advice and that will help you alone too in just kind of streamlining things and figuring out what works. A lot of it is just experimenting. This is one that I've had people tell me that they just, they were mind blown by, and I was too. Um, write first, edit later. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, especially if you have Grammarly. This is really bad if you have Grammarly. Um, but writing and editing as you go really slows you down, like super, super slows you down. So, if you just write and get your first draft out on paper, and this is more for like long form content, you can do this with everything, but when it comes to like a long blog post, just get that initial first draft out on paper, and then I recommend that you wait about a day. Now, if you're behind and you can't, I would wait at least an hour or two at the very minimum before you go edit because if you don't you'll often glaze over mistakes because the content is still fresh in your mind and you know what you meant to say which can cause you to overlook all kinds of errors i like a full day just because that gives me i approach the content then with a fresh mind and i'm likely to see more things and things are going to sound off and i'll pick up on them another thing i also like to suggest with this too is read out loud as you're editing because then you're going to hear things that sound off. Now the reason why I said this is funny if you don't use Grammarly, with Grammarly it'll highlight your mistakes in red. Some are in blue but the, the bad mistakes like the grammar mistakes are in red. So it can be really tempting to want to go and fix all of those things but I encourage you to just try to not do that. This is going to take some practice, but just get everything out on paper and you will be good to go. And you'll find just how much, how much easier this makes your life when it comes to writing content like blog posts. And those are my 10 big tips. Um, I do, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, and if you have ideas that you think that you can add, you know, feel free to post under this. Um, this video is probably about 30 minutes, so it's on the long side, but you guys will see that I tend to 
Yeah, I tend to go long on things. I don't think short is in my vocabulary. But I will try to get this, I will try to get you the Hello Audio link for you to sign up for. And I will get this uploaded into that so that you will have your very first video audio snippet. And just try to implement one or two of these at a time. Um, some may work for you, some may not. We're all different. But just try to implement one or two at a time. And you're going to see just how much something so little, what a big difference it can make. I'll see you guys inside the membership.